Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! Oh, you better watch out, you better watch out, you better watch out, you better watch out. Everybody better watch out. Great. That was beautiful, guys. Great. Wow. Welcome we to should take this majors. band on the road. We should. <laughs> yeah. Next stop, Broadway. Uh, Broadway, New York City. New York baby. City, the Big Apple, baby. The Big Apple. New York call, City. Why do they call New York the Big Apple? I don't know. I could Google it, but nah, I don't I'm not that curious. You want to take a chunk out of it? <laughs> Gonna take a big old bite out of this apple. And right. Write my name on in the history. It's called books. the Big Apple because you want to take a big chunk out of it. <laughs> you asked a question. I gave you my answer. <laughs> I didn't want your answer. I wanted the answer. Oh, I'll accept Alexis's answer. Thank hey, you. everybody. We're the film majors. I hate it when you support her bullshit. <laughs> well, I'm in the like hot it. seat. I've gotta gotta try to win people over wherever I can. Fair enough. Uh, I'm Zach. Oh, I'm Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mick, folks. How you doing? Uh, well, you know how I'm doing? I'm I'm still ill. We recorded our last episode yeah. like almost a week ago at this point. And uh, you know, I'm a little better, but I'm not better. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm truly you know, Alexis pulled ahead early in who the tiny Tim of the podcast will be. Yeah. But I'm making up ground. Yeah. You really are, because you're not, yeah, you're you're withering away. I am wasting away before everyone's eyes. Uh, I'm glad this isn't a recorded podcast, so yeah. no one can was... see, like, my third cup of tea that I'm drinking right yeah. now. I we, know. We always debated whether or not we should record video of our podcasts, but... I don't know. I mean, it was pretty sad. I walked in, there was fog rolling in in the distance, and Zach was pale, withered away on the couch. His little, arm his was little crutches over. next to the couch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my crutch was uh, leaned over by the by the fireside. Yeah. And, next to his you know, stool. as I, I just kind of coughed out as Alexis went in, came in, I was like, <clears throat> "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well okay, done. That's fine. I painted a picture. You did. Uh, I already forgot about what's going on. <laughs> it's a full ass segment, and every time we come in, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, because I've got things going on. Great. I mean, you've been bedridden, basically. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've probably I've seen some t- stuff. I've yeah. had time to pay attention to film news. Nice. Um,. One thing that's going on is uh, Sight and Sound magazine put out their uh, director and critics lists of the top 100 greatest films of all time. Mm. Um, I don't know how much we want to dig into it. There aren't that many surprises. Number one uh, is now a film called Gene Dealman. Yeah, I, I sent that to Alexis when that news broke. I've never seen it, but I really want to watch it now. Yeah, I'll probably check it out once people on Twitter stop being fucking annoying about it. What well, is Twitter? Uh, uh, dying a dying breed. There's a lot of... A, yeah, truly, Twitter is fucking dying. It's yeah. going away. The birdies tweet tweeting away. Yep. Much like me, we have something in common. Yeah. <laughs> but, a short uh, lifespan. 
Yeah, no, I decided that people were being super annoying about this list, so I watched Die Hard instead last night, and I had a oh, fucking nice. grand you know, old time. I right. saw a video that was, uh, John Waters every year drops his top 10 movies of the year, and guess what was number 10 on the list? What? Bones and All. Oh, oh yeah, which Alexis and I saw. Yeah. How was that? Uh, I had a pretty fun time with it. Yeah. 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 I'd say that it was a little too long for me um, mm. at one a couple places, but I really, really, really enjoyed Timothy Chalamet. Like, it genuinely. I'm all, I'm all aboard the Timmy train, man. Yeah. No, yeah. I just, I just genuinely think that he expresses emotions in a very real way. Like, it feels genuine yeah. when I see him, like, express affection in the movie. I was like, wow, that's so fucking cute! I want that! <laughs> like, he made me feel that. Yeah, I was uh, looking over at Alexis <laughs> in the theater and just kind of lowering my hand to try to, you know, indicate that the temperature needed to... Come needed down. To yeah, I heard it's a down. spicy film, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a sexy film about cannibals. Uh, yeah, and, you know, just some erotic yeah. bloodplay. With uh, what, what's the director's <laughs> name? Uh, Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, and they didn't and they didn't cast Army, Army Hammer. Right, they it's left their cannibalism they left film their one cannibal out of this. Oh God, Ooh. seems intentional. That almost. must that must hurt. <laughs> it really must. So, speaking of queer cinema, okay, here's another thing. This isn't really current news, okay, but. I found out about this recently. So, I stumbled across some list of, like, actors who were almost cast in certain films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Ang Lee came to for Brokeback Mountain? I don't know for what for part. For both? Oh, you don't know which part? Yeah. I don't know. Mark Wahlberg. Oh. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg was like, yeah, I read the script. I don't know. It kind of creeped me out. The spitting on the hand before they do the whole thing. I just... I, it made me uncomfortable or whatever. I I I want to see a movie where Mark Wahlberg has to try to be gay so bad. That I that would be it. painful. That would oh, be I guess so a few high painful. altitude fucks a year. Broke back mountain. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Are you fucking homo? Me too. Let's kiss. Oh God! Thank God that didn't happen. Oh my God! Good Lord! Yeah. Dodged a bullet. <laughs> Dang. I I brought that up to Edwin and Edwin was like, if that had happened, gay marriage would not have been legalized. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that Brokeback Mountain is responsible it's like the for gay marriage effect. being legal, but if Mark Wahlberg had been in it, it would not have been. Yeah. You know what Brokeback Mountain is responsible for? Uh, Alexis getting horny as fuck. Your no. weird, interesting no. bonding no. session with your father because he thought it was just going to be a regular Western. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of my, just What they brought to the Vitia family household that year was um, my father immensely uncomfortable with the energy in the room because he bought a ticket to that movie thinking it was going to be a Western about two men in a friendship. Which and it is in it's some not ways wrong necessarily, <laughs> yeah, it's not wrong. but yeah, my dad is a little homophobic, mm. so unfortunate. Hey, how's it going, buddy? We're friends, right? Let's kiss, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I the other thing about that casting decision is like, not only could I not believe Mark Wahlberg as a gay man, I could not believe Mark Wahlberg as from Wyoming. 
No. No. That is a man. Absolutely not. That is a man who goes to Dunkin' Donuts a few times a day. I'm really curious which part he would have played. Right? Like, I can't stop thinking about... I'm sorry to fixate on this, but like... I I feel like he would have been Heath Ledger's character. Which is, I think, the worst choice. Yeah. Yeah, That's the only way that he he fits, in a way. Hmm. Um, But this is like... What year did Brokeback Mountain 2008. Is it that recent? No, it no, didn't come out not. in 2008. The Dark Knight came out in 2008. 2005. That sounds more that sounds accurate. Better. Yeah. I we know what we're remember. talking about. No. Welcome, everybody, to the world's premier film podcast. <laughs> We've done they're just, they're just throwing out numbers don't even know. 75. Wait, fuck, shit. Uh, wait, fuck, shit. Uh, feet, film, feet, feet, film, feet, film, feet, fuck. 2005. There we go. There it is. Well done, Alexis. Thank you. Gold star. So, I don't know. Wahlberg was... No, he was... Yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked. No. You know, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, you didn't even... I did not have to suspend my disbelief in one second of that movie because I absolutely believe those were gay yeah. men. Well, those yeah. are also just, like, I... two of the best actors of their generation. Yeah. Like, love those two. Yeah, they're great. Uh... So yeah, let's just uh, take a moment and be thankful that Mark Wahlberg was too homophobic to accept that offer. Yeah. Do you think that's why? Uh, no, oh, literally his comments. He was yeah. like, "The I read the description and it was too graphic. The the spitting on the hand, it kind of creeped me oh, out. Oh, I thought that know? was just a bit. No, no, no. no, no. I, that's verbatim. Oh, that's what he course, said. Oh. Of course he wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. He, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, why wouldn't fucking... you spit on the hand? You need, you know... <laughs> Because Marky it's Mark, gay it, and he doesn't like that. That's gay as fuck, Marky Mark. He doesn't lube it up when he fucks a guy. Come on now. A man who beat a man for being Vietnamese not is not no going game. to play a gay character. Yeah. Uh, I feel gross. Yeah. I feel gross. Sorry. Yeah, the, Sorry that I brought us into you know Mark Wahlberg. Queer course. films that I shot in San Francisco in May. Um, it starred Scoot McNary as a gay man, and originally it was going to be Jerry, Jeremy Renner. But he also did not get it. Uh, he didn't understand. See, and I'm so th- I'm so thankful they did not cast Jeremy Renner because Scoot McNary was so so good. I cannot wait for that movie God. to come out. That just reminds me that just that phrase "I don't get it" just sums up my dad like perfectly mm-hmm. in every every way. You remember because we've been watching Viva, which is like a queer kind of uh, Latinx centered story. Okay, and um. And I was explaining to Mick about how my dad and my nephew basically had this whole conversation in front of me about how they did not understand why um, butch lesbians dress like men. And they were like saying, like, do they want to look like men? And I was like, do they want to be a man? They're not going to be a man by just dressing like a man. And I was like, that's not the point. (laughs) And I had this whole argument with them. But... It just in general, that phrase kept coming up. I just don't get it. It's like, you don't have to get it. You just have to respect it. Yeah, you just have yeah. to shut the fuck up about stuff that's not your goddamn business. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing. I'm like, you know, if they want to dress however they want to dress and they look great doing it, that's fine. I'm and even honest. if they don't look great, who cares? I'm going to be honest. There was a while in high school where I did not understand the trans thing. I didn't understand. I didn't get it. And then one day, uh, I saw some video on online that really framed the issue really well. And that was the moment I realized, wait a minute, 
I don't have to get it. I don't have to understand. This isn't my thing. Like, I can just not care and respect someone for who they are and what, however the hell they want to identify. It was when that issue of just, like, letting go of the fact that you don't have to understand the ins and outs of this. It doesn't affect you. Just shut the fuck yeah, up. You don't accept have the to... fact that someone is saying this about themselves, and that's fine. You... That's where it ends. Just be a decent person. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to, like, understand yeah. the intricacies of someone's, like, unique lived experience. Just right. to be a and fucking And their entire asshole. history that's brought yeah. them there. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, here at the film majors, we respect everyone's existence. Oh, yeah. Except Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, no, eat shit. Oh, also... Uh, <laughs> For all our German listeners... <laughs> this does not hey, include you. <laughs> this doesn't include you. You're all lovely people. We love you. Thank you. are not part we, of... Yeah, no, no, no. We, we, we I love, love your economic system. We wish, yeah. we wish we had one like it. I love Germans. Just don't do it in front of me. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of transphobes, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, you're on my shit list now. Shut up. Wait, what happened? Oh, she came out and supported J.K. Rowling. (gasps) Continuing the list of actors from Harry Potter who can suck my dick and go fuck yourselves. Dude, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, I just don't get it, you Harry Potter actors. What the fuck's your deal? Except for you, Daniel Radcliffe, you're lovely. This is this is this is this is the point in time where I'm like I don't get it. I'm just gonna not think about you guys anymore. <laughs> See there, there it is. Yeah. That's where it ends. I don't get yeah. it, and that's fine. Well, that's that it. Fine? It's not fine. Fuck you. No, it, it's fine that I don't have to understand your your stupidity. Yeah, because it's hard to argue with an idiot. Yeah, oh go my fuck God. yourselves. Uh, shite. What else? Oh, so we watched Bones and all. Yeah, we kind of got yeah. far afield from. Yeah, Bones we got and all. way, way, I, way gonna, out there. Both of the, I, th- I think you said you're huh. you liked it, you didn't love it. You're, you're kind of the no, same. Yeah, right? yeah. Kind of I'm still gonna role. check it out just because you know. Oh, I like think it's worth checking play. out for sure. I for me, I thought it was very. Uh, it was an original idea. Yes, it was fun. That's good. And it was k- kind of hot at some point. Was points. it boring? Uh, no. No. Good. Then I'm in. That's I fine. think the the central relationship. Is pretty compelling. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I think I might have been sold on watching Bridge of Spies because Mark oh, Rylance. Yeah, I want to watch that. I Mark Rylance is so fucking fun in Bones and All. Oh, is he? He in is that? such a creep. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wait, is he? Is he? He the... plays Sully. Oh, I love him. I love that actor. He's yeah, great. He's, he's, he's always great really in everything. Good. Oh, he does. he's such a creep. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he perfectly you know, really embodied that. The, I have not seen Bridge of Spies yet, but there is a line in it that I'm aware of where he, one of the characters is about to be executed. He's like, I'm on the Bridge of Spies. And uh, the other character says, you know, aren't you nervous? Aren't you terrified? And uh, the character says, would that help? And I've always really loved that as an idea where it's like, you know, why aren't you panicking? Why aren't you panicking? It's like, because that's not going to fix a fucking thing. Just accept it. Except for yeah. death. Let yeah. it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach. Uh, and, you know, this is why I've speaking been enjoying of, being alone in the apartment speaking for the past of few panic, days. Um, I watched uh, The Wages of Fear for the first time. Mm. Yeah, we watched yeah. it last yeah, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? Oh, it was really good. I was def- I definitely had, like, multiple moments where, like, I straight up just, like, pulled the blanket up to my face because I was like, oh, no. <laughs> What's gonna, guys? Nitroglycerin. 
Bad stuff. Bad yeah. stuff. There was like multiple times where I thought something was going to happen and it didn't. And that is always a mark of a good movie to know where the tension is yeah. um, and to not give it to you until you don't quite expect it. Yeah, the character of Joe is fascinating to watch his arc joe mama uh no got you i fucking got you You did get i I got you so good it's fascinating how he starts (laughs) alexis just got it (laughs) did you just get that i was thinking of something else okay i'm having thoughts in my brain and then you guys are still talking the most basic gotcha joke oh i get it joe mama (laughs) it's like yo mama you're fucking done in this town right Right, exactly (laughs) sorry you were saying about the character of joe Joe mama Mama. yeah this big character uh where everyone seems to either fear him or respect him because he has some level of influence or has some level of money uh just have him spiral did you turn down my fucking volume well because it went into the yellow a little bit you're fine it's fine I only make minute little things when I see you guys crack into the yellow and red. Uh, I trust you. God, I don't because she cut out her whole, her bad Irish I didn't cut my volume. I, I just cut the her. entire section of the thing. You know what? You threw off my you train know, of thought. Okay, so I'm going to change the subject. Oh, okay, I'm going to shut your butt down. I'm going to pull a Quentin Tarantino. I'm going to pull a Quentin Tarantino and I'm going to shut this butt down. You know what? All right. Uh, right. There's a lot of yelling. There really is. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop listening to you until you fucking figure out how to work Adobe Audition and fucking edit this podcast. Yeah, maybe when I get a new laptop, I will do that. Okay, well, maybe you should make that a priority. I told her, I was like, I'm going to get a new laptop. And I was like, I'd like to actually help edit the episode. She's like, yeah, we, you know, we might let you. No, I didn't say we no, might you let did. you. Okay, I you might did. have said that. That's yeah, totally true. Yeah, you did. True. That sounds like some bullshit you'd say. Okay, first of all, I said we'd definitely let you edit your yeah, your month, month of my movies. My month of movies. Okay. God. <laughs> I hate it when you guys fight. Jesus. You just drooled. Zach just drooled. <laughs> it's because I'm upset. God damn. Mom so, and dad are fighting yeah, again. Yeah, I'm going I'm to change the subject now. I don't like that I'm in the hot seat for this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, he started it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I really I'm going to finish it. No, you're not. Hold on. I have something to say. God damn it. Well, just just like it. a white man to keep going on one point. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, remember how I said I'm changing the subject? <laughs> Jesus. Ow! There's violence right. happening. Nick yeah, is hitting. He's never hit you like that, Zach. He hit me <laughs> He definitely hard. has. He definitely no, has. Oh, you've done that. Guys, everybody stop. <laughs> This is my favorite episode so far. No, I don't so, like it. A weekend ago, I watched the new movie, <laughs> The Inspection, which is a Elegance Bratton film that I worked on in Mississippi, starring Raul Castillo <laughs> and Jeremy Pope. It's about a gay ca- character who is uh, serving in the military during He's the Bush administration. Played by Mark Wahlberg. Played by hey, Mark Wahlberg. How's it going? I'm gonna What's going on? Dick. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna marry Marine. And it's really good. I recommend that everybody. Oh, don't be f- clutching your arms. You're weak. Weak. You sound like my dad! Holy <laughs> shit, guys. Do we no crying to... in baseball? No crying in baseball. Do we need to take a pause? No. Alexis, are we I safe? Think the, I was play fighting for a while until you punched me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun on the podcast. Jesus fucking funny. Christ, guys. No hitting. You know what? I'm establishing a rule. I did not do that. Yeah. He started it. Okay. Mick, no hitting women on the Don't podcast. Don't give me that look, Mick. You're not forgiven. Fuck oh, off. This so is sorry. Ugh. Boo. This is a new rule. 
I can't believe it has to be said, but Mick, you're no longer allowed to hit women when we're on the air. Can I hit you? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Not right now, though. I'm sick. All right, fine. Mick, you were saying about the inspection. It's a great film. I recommend everyone go out and watch it. I brought it up because Ra- Raul Castillo is in Vida. Vida, excuse me. Yeah. He's very, very good. And everyone should check it out because the only movie I've worked on that I've actually seen in the theater is Nope. And I didn't love it. And I think it was because I was really distracted by the fact that I was involved with it. So every time I saw something, I was like, oh, I remember that day, this and that. Yeah, I had a really similar experience watching uh, Emily the Criminal, which I worked right, on. Right, Like, yeah, I was It takes like, you out of it. I was, I know that I was here, like, yeah. like a hundred feet away eating a taco. Right, exactly. But but the inspection, um, I have to say, actually, I wasn't pulled out of it. It was really, really good. So I recommend everyone watch it. Um, yeah, check it out. It's in theaters right now. In New York and in L.A. Mm. Speaking of violence against women and the people that you love, I watched The Northman. <laughs> <laughs> um Great, great movie. Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Nicole Kidman, um, Anna Taylor-Joy. Uh, it was great. I had some notes from it. Do you want to hear my notes, Zach? I would love to hear your notes. Is that my notes other than Violence Against Women? Yes, please. Great. Um, no, here's my, first, here's my first note. I understand why my mom doesn't like violence in films. Oh. <laughs> As there is enough in the real world. Um, also, I knew the mom was a traitor. Yeah. Because the crows were swarming her outside of her house. So, like, when he first sees his mom, he sees her pop open the doors, and she's trying to chase away these crows that are on the rooftop. And at that point, we've already established the context of the crow representing the father's spirit. So, seeing those crows on the rooftop and her trying to bat them away and them kind of swarming her, I immediately was like, this bitch is wrong. Look (laughs) at you paying attention to the fucking symbolism. Hey. What is that? What, so that's known, right? Like, if crows are around, if, if they gather around somebody, that means they're a traitor. Is that from something? No. The dad is literally the, the fucking, um, what is, what was he called? Was He's, something. like, referred to as, like, the crow of something. Yeah. So, like, but, Ethan Hawke's character <laughs> is, like, connected to crows. Yeah. Oh. So, like, when there's a crow that literally comes up to Alexander Skarsgård's character and you can tell that he believes that this crow is the embodiment of his father's spirit. So then later on, when you see the mother again for the first time in this new uh, situation, you see all these crows swarming her. So I immediately think that they're not on her side. And therefore, like, she must have done something. Like, it just, it was the context of the crow. Okay, that's it. My next note was, Great. it reminds me of Mandy. <laughs> quite a bit hell yeah so the brutal terror the lost love revenge and quests um and also love a quest i love a quest i I also love love some some fucking weird kind of like visuals going on um i think just like the imagery of like fuck, what is his name that plays the fool oh willem dafoe willem dafoe Mm. yeah why could i not think of his name the man the myth the legend the man the myth the legend yeah just all these like random little shots of him just the way that they lit a lot of those scenes like you know with like the fire and stuff it was really great um and then i said lol mom and son have played husband and wife Uh, yep yeah they they sally fielded uh nicole kidman so at one point they kiss in the movie and i was all 
Saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's definitely an adaptation of Hamlet. Yeah, and then uh, my favorite line of the movie was, uh, "Isn't it interesting how easy it is to become a princess when they take you for a wife?" And I was Good. like, mm, "Yes, damn, yeah, yeah." Great. Robert Eggers still doing it. Still doing it. I know a lot of people who didn't love The Northman as much as his other stuff. I need to Including rewatch me. it. I would, but. It's a fucking blast. I, I probably before, won't rewatch it, but I liked it. I've said before, Robert Eggers is the director that I'm probably the most excited about. The, the new up-and-comers, that is. And, yeah, I'm with it. I didn't love it. I really liked it. I appreciated it for what it was. But, like, The Lighthouse is still still my favorite. Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's so sad. <sighs> All right, well. Anything else going on? I don't think I have anything. Let's get out of what's going on. Let's, All right. Yeah, buckle up, buckle up. Bye. Okay, well, no, we're still recording the episode. Oh, you, don't, you don't get I to go anywhere. No, no, you got to stay in this. You got to sit in what you've done. I feel like our energy has just been off for the past, like, two sessions because each of us have been in a state of, like, either recovering from being sick or being sick. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but, you know, we're making it work. It's the holiday slog. Yep. Mm. Uh, and we're still just grinding out that sweet 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 content Ugh, just for you listeners just shoveling it down your chimney mick's actually having fun with the tiktoks yeah i, I am i have to admit i'm having fun with them I, i'm glad <laughs> it's so weird because i'm not a huge tiktok person but i told alexis like it's so fucking weird for me to open up my tiktok app and i immediately see my own face on it it's very jarring I don't know if I like it, <laughs> but hey, at least they're funny. I hope, uh, listeners, I hope you're on our TikTok page. Follow us on TikTok. It's yeah, filmmakers. It's a lot of, we enjoy making them. We hope you enjoy watching them. Great. Um, so today we wanted to talk about buddy films. Yeah, we love a buddy. We love having buddies. We we're do. all buddies. You know, Mick was not, once my buddy. Yeah, before Mick started <laughs> domestically abusing Alexis. Yeah, uh, he was her buddy. Alexis and I. I hope we're still buddies. Touch my hand. Wonderful. Oh, we're still man. we're still buddies. He's still my buddy, even oh. though he, he scares the fucking shit out of me. No, I love you, Zach. <laughs> yeah, it's just the anger in his eyes. Yeah, you know, no, when he like raises like, his hand yeah, against you. Yeah, it's like he's gonna he's gonna strike at any moment. Um, so, <laughs> I he's so gleeful about it too. There's no remorse in his eyes. Um, so what uh, what are some of your guys' favorite buddy films? Alexis, I think you should kick it off. Oh, I, my immediate thought was uh, Rush Hour. Mm. I've never seen Rush Hour. I really? would say that uh, if you didn't grow up with it, it's probably not going to be yeah. a great watch because as far yeah. as uh, this being 2022 and that movie came out in the early 2000s, it is racist. For sure. <laughs> there's, like there's, defini- there's definitely like the jokes. I'm like, oh, those aren't really funny. That's really just taking a shot at other cultures. Um, as like essentially like an American taking a shot at like other cultures because it's like I don't fucking speak your language um, kind of thing Um, but Jackie Chan is incredible the movie that introduced Jackie Chan to American audiences and I was when we watched Casino Royale the other day uh, like a couple weeks ago I told Mick while we were watching like the parkour scene I was like you know what I think is that Jackie Chan and what they did with Rush Hour, because Mick, I think you explained this to me, is that Jackie Chan straight up brought, they were doing scenes, like the fighting scenes, and he was like, I'm going to bring my guys from Hong yeah. Kong. 
to, yeah. to, to film these scenes specifically. So you can tell in Rush Hour what scenes are the Hong American yeah. uh, operators, and then you can tell the fighting scenes it's, that Jackie Chan is in. The, the movement of the camera is different. Yeah, because yeah. that's something else, too. It's not just the stunt team. He mm -hmm. brought in his own camera operator mm -hmm. from Hong Kong. And, and you can really tell the difference. Yeah. And I mean, Jackie Chan is just fucking great. Yeah. And he, the, the way he coordinates those fights, are, it's just incredible, the, brain, the way his yeah. brain works. Um, oh. And honestly, the chemistry between him and Chris Tucker is great. And I think Chris Tucker is pretty funny in the movie. Yeah, he's Except hilarious. for the, you know, racist comments. For sure. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's, if you like Kung Fu movies, which I know you do. I do. Who doesn't? Yeah. You should check it out. But, uh, you've seen um, Drunken Master, right? I've shown you that? Yes. Yeah. Drunken Master 2. So you remember the bad guy, the baddie in the end, the tall guy that was doing the crazy kicking, who's yeah. his bodyguard in real yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. He brought him in for Rush Hour. Mm -hmm. And you're, you, I don't know if you know the, the famous scene where Chris Tucker's walking out and like immediately he gets kicked in the face and it's so fast. He's like, all right, which one of y'all hit me? Yeah. <laughs> and that was Jackie Chan's bodyguard. Nice. I did that. Yeah. Oh, so I maintained, though, that in Casino Royale, the parkour scene, I was like, I think that a lot of the way that, that like, the Bourne identity and, you know, a lot of these, like, action movies, like, in the mid to, like, later 2000s probably got a lot of their ideas from Chinese cinema. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know... Like, you... Just the way that the camera moves and the way that they uh, started to coordinate the fights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at... A lot more like that. You look at The Matrix, they literally brought in Wu Ping Yun, yeah. who oh, was yeah, one yeah. of Jackie Chan's guys, to train the whole cast how to fight and yeah. choreograph right. all the fight scenes. So, and like... Which is, did. you know, probably the most influential action movie on, you know, of maybe the past 30 years. So, like, probably. thank you, China, yeah, for giving you, that Hong to Kong. us. Thank, thank you, so you Hong Kong, for giving that to us because, yeah, yeah. I, I, American fight scenes left a bit to be desired by that They're point. They're lazy. Yeah. yeah they, they are lazy. I mean, that's the thing. You, you see these, it's, it's all jambled together, it's all cut together. It's because, as they say, you know, these heroes, these stars, they don't know how to fight. Yeah. In Hong Kong, they do. They're yeah. fighters and they're actors, and they all started in Cirque du Soleil and all that kind of stuff, and it really shows. That's another great film, Super Cop, with Jackie Chan. Meet the cop who can't be stopped. Oh, and uh, I think who? I only watched half a Police Story, but it was pretty fucking funny. What the half that I did watch? Oh, that's a Jackie Chan series, right? That's a Jackie Chan yeah. movie. Yeah. I think I've seen. It's because. The first one? Yeah, it's. It's it's really fun. Uh, okay, so we're way off topic of buddy Yeah, we're way... Right now, but, our but, favorite but, buddy movies are Hong Kong cinema. <laughs> okay, but... My, but favorite buddies, back to my favorite buddies are Ip Man and his fists. <laughs> yes. I do love Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. I thought that they have great chemistry. It's no wonder that they made like a bunch of sequels to that movie because they're fucking hilarious together. Yeah, um, great and, choice. Yeah, so... And, and I love that they actually had like little kind of not necessarily like tiffs, but like at the end of the movie, Chris Tucker is supposed to say something in Chinese, and you can see in the bloopers, like at the end of the movie, like that he tries to say it a, a few different times, you know, shit, shit. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, he's, you see, you see, it's not so easy, huh? And I talk yeah. English, I talk all English. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nice. It's great. I love them. Yeah. God, that's another thing they should bring back. Bloopers in the end credit sequence. Yeah. We don't get that anymore. Yeah. All right. So we're just going to let make a chest on the head here. A chest on the Stop. God damn it. 
worked. Are we gonna cut this out, or are we just gonna let the listeners listen? No, please to cut me that re- out. <laughs> uh, yeah, stand. we're gonna cut this out. Right, good. This is going on for far too long. So. <laughs> Mick, what are uh, what are some of your favorite buddy films? Well, I'm gonna give one. All right, um, give me one. Uh, I really like. <laughs> Thank you. I really like the movie. <sighs> Look at this shit. Uh oh. Yeah, we're gonna have to pause this. Hi, folks. So my favorite buddy cop film, or just buddy film, I should say, is a little unknown gem. At least I think it's a gem because I grew up with it. It's called Running Scared. It's from 1986. It takes place in Chicago. It stars Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines as two uh, Chicago PD officers and all of their antics. They're kind of uh, the they don't play by the rules kind of thing. And then they end up getting all caught up in this drug trade played by, uh, with some gangsters, played by Joe Pantoliano. Oh, hell yeah. He plays a character called Snake, where Gregory Hines arrests him and goes, why do they call you Snake? What do you got, like a long wee-wee or something? And also, Jimmy Smits and Stephen Bauer. Stephen Bauer is from um, uh, Breaking Bad. He played uh, the main Don from the cartel that ends up dying in the pool. Uh, he plays, oh, yeah. yeah he, he's, he's in that movie, and it's really, really, really good. Um, they end up getting, uh, put on hiatus. So they go down to the Florida Keys at one point in the movie and they buy a bar and then that doesn't work for them. So they go back up to Chicago so they can save the day and beat this cartel. But it's, it's, it's one of those movies that is, I don't know if it's like, it's not a masterpiece by any means, but it's, it allows Billy Crystal to be Billy Crystal where he has lots of bits, and uh, it's it's really funny. So I recommend everyone watch Running Scared. It's a really good buddy film. Zach, what about you? You're such a fucking dick. You're so, I'm getting cold medicine for myself right now. Uh, we're going to give it two seconds. All right, sounds good. Great. Um, another one of my favorite buddy films would probably be Step Brothers. <laughs> um, Don't like that movie. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. I thought it was funny at the time. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I caught Step Brothers too late as well. Uh, it Yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. My mom loved that movie for like the longest time, which is so strange. Yeah, that's a strange, that's that's a strange pick. It's obnoxious and it's She thinks loud. they're hilarious. She thinks they're, she's, and it's inappropriate. they're just so funny. I mean, you I know? do they're love John so C. Riley. They're just so crazy. They are pretty crazy. <laughs> They are kind of kooky. See, I saw Step Brothers when I was like in middle school, and I still didn't like it. It was like this seems so. Seems like know. you were a fucking bummer in middle like school. Yeah. No, I loved other things. I mean, I grew up with boy cousins, and we used to watch like South Park and Family Guy. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that my choice in comedy at the time wasn't real highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, a buddy film that I love is. It's Mr. Jones and Mr. Smith. Okay. It's Men in Black, baby. Ah, oh, Men in Black choice, yeah. is like a perfect buddy comedy. Yeah. And I think it's part of the genius of that movie is like it sells you on this like incredibly complex big world mm-hmm. that you haven't been introduced to before yeah. by structuring it around like a traditional buddy cop movie formula yeah it's just 
another day at the office. It's right. just another case. Right. Um, yeah, I I really love that movie. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones have incredible chemistry. Yeah, who'd have thought? Interesting pairing. Yeah, and uh, but that's kind of the key to a yeah. Good that's buddy the key film. to a good buddy cop a movie. Weird, is how or a just a good buddy movie. Yeah. yeah. Another one is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Good buddies. Interesting. Roger Rabbit and uh, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Well done, Alexis. You Eddie, know why? Eddie Valiant. Because he, he's the voice of um, the goose in Balto. In Balto. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and it all it comes, comes back, back to Balto. back to Balto. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, that was fun. I thought you were going to say Lethal Weapon. But, you know, I mean, that's a basic answer. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would have said The Nice Guys as well. Good that's movie. One of my favorite buddy movies. Yeah, The Nice Guys, uh, written and directed by Shane Black. Oh. That's interesting. Seems like he wrote a lot of those movies. It did seem like he wrote a lot of those movies. Seems like he classify buddies as just being two people that are mainly together, specifically? Yeah. Okay. We should do a different episode that's like, best crew. Yeah. Yeah. I also, yeah. beyond bu- just buddies, I love a crew. I love a crew. We love a crew. Yeah. We love we love getting the crew together who yeah. are just, you know, they're we the best at what they heist do. heist films here, right? Oh, I, heist films are probably the one best. of the things that I agree with you guys on the most is how much I love heist movies. They're the best. Yeah, they're yeah. great. You gotta get together to pull one last job before you get out of the game forever. Yeah, and exactly. it's a, it's a, that reminds me of that video you showed me last night about how you need to you know you need to play to convention when you have when you have something that's being advertised as a specific genre so the audiences know kind of like what they're going to get but you also can't be so predictable that you bore the audience so you have to play with convention but you also have to bring to the table something new which is the key to a good crew film and a good heist film is we all know kind of how this is going to go so if you can kind of change it up yeah and make so, it unique and make it original that's fantastic i think the quote from the video we were watching was play to convention but avoid cliche right right yeah. right, right. Ooh, that's good advice which yeah, it is. <laughs> speaking of mark Wahlberg, the italian job the remake really good they do a great job i still job have not seen that one and i've always meant to see that one it's it's really fantastic yeah that ugh, i don't want to give it away but they, yeah don't because i do actually want to see they that avoid cliche yeah. in that film really well about halfway through the movie something happens you don't see coming it's great it's really really great check it out love it but unfortunately, we're not talking about crew films right now. We're talking about buddy films. Great, and I think we milk that teat for all it's worth. And I'd like to talk about the buddy film that we're going to be diving deep into today, which is Shane Black's... Kiss, kiss, bang, 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 bang baby. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, 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 Yeah, it's a 2005 <laughs> film starring Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. And it is a film that I love because it is a Christmas classic. Anyone? Dead air. <laughs> what are our feelings? What did we think about it? I was not surprised, but I... Maybe I was a little surprised, but I really liked that movie. It made me laugh quite a bit. And yeah, it's I was, hilarious. I was surprised because, you know, I don't necessarily expect Val Kilmer to be a, a funny guy, but I think it's just because, like, he plays the... He plays the character so straight in what the character is mm-hmm. that the humor comes out of just him naturally. He plays gay Perry very straight. Yeah. He does. <laughs> I, yeah, from the minute that Val Kilmer delivers the line, what, gay Perry? Oh no, I'm knee deep in pussy. I just love the nickname. I can't get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good line. From that moment on, I'm like, 
I like this Just guy. the amount of times that him and Robert Downey Jr. like have to make out in that movie is kind of hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of hot, too. It's kind of hot. I like it. Oh, boy. Are we going to do this already right from the jump? <laughs> what? You can't blame me. I, well, I can. I can blame you. You can blame Shane Black. Uh, what was even better than the kiss was um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character trying to rationalize to the woman why he wasn't gay, and very much n- I was all, "You're not sounding very convincing, my dude." Yeah. <laughs> like if oh. anything, you sound so closeted right now in trying to explain that you're not gay yeah. for kissing gay Perry. Yeah, no, yep. the, the phrase <laughs> "task failed successfully" applies to Robert Downey Jr.'s character so often in this. Like when he goes out with, uh, oh, what is her name? Um, with Harmony, Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan? Monaghan? Monaghan. Monaghan. Um, goes out, they're really hitting it off. He wakes up in bed with um, the wrong woman. Yeah, her friend. And the way he plays it off. You know what? <laughs> like, no, no, that was the wrong woman. That was not how it was supposed to be. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong mouth, wrong throat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this guy is failing successfully right now. You know what I think that it does really well in breaking um, the mold of it is that like all these movies that are kind of like this crime detective story, whoever gets kind of roped into it, a lot of times, especially like early on in the 2000s or like the 90s, somebody would get put in a position and then it turns out, wow, they're actually really good at doing this thing. But unfortunately, Robert Downey Jr. is not good. He pees on corpses (laughs) accidentally. He, what else does he do? He does all these things where you're just like, man, you're just, you're bad at this, man. Yeah, his finger gets <laughs> severed. Yeah, And okay. he puts it in ice, which the dog <laughs> The dog eats. eats. He pets the dog with blood all over his hand. And so it's just like, can you wipe yeah. down the plate? And Gay Perry's like, can you wipe, wipe all your prints on the, he's like, I can't. I, I, yeah. I'd like to. Yeah, and he takes, he plays Russian roulette by putting a bullet in a five-barrel gun, saying there's an 8% chance. 8%? Who taught you math? <laughs> yeah, I, I really love that our point-of-view character in this mystery is the least competent of our investigative yeah. team. It's great. Because Perry and Harmony are both, like, genuinely very smart perceptive people yeah harry is trying so hard to come across as smart and perceptive and he is just not and that i think is enhanced by him getting the like hard-boiled detective narration that you get in a lot of film noir right which you know might lead you to believe that oh this guy he's so He's so jaded and hardcore. He must be so good at his job. Okay, I love no. that opening because you have the opening of the party. You have his uh, narration. And he's like, let me show you how I got here, right? And then you flash to him being um, like a crook, essentially. And he's robbing like a children's store. Mm-hmm. And then you immediately realize, oh, he's not good at this. Okay, all right. And then he ends, he stumbles into essentially like a film audition. Yeah. And he just happens to be good at that because he's tapping into the real yeah. emotion of what just happened to him, right? And it's so great when he loses it. And then Larry Miller just kind of looks over and goes, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, that was like, wow. Yeah, like, is this Brando? <laughs> so, yeah, in this scene, uh, Harry's partner, who he breaks into the store with, gets shot by some random civilian yeah and then he goes Very into this American. yeah he goes i love how many just like 
rando civilians have guns in this movie. Mm -hmm. There's another scene. Yeah, there's another scene where uh, Perry's being followed by some goons, and uh, one of the goons gets killed by uh, just some like guy who's running a taco truck. Mm-hmm. And he never oh, has, yeah. yeah, he never has a line of dialogue. He just <laughs> pulls out a gun and shoots the goon. Yeah. Um, Re- really quickly, though, I, for- I forgot. I just want to give a quick synopsis of uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes, please. So after being mistaken for an actor, a New York thief is sent to Hollywood to train under a private eye, played by Val Kilmer, for a potential movie role. But the duo are thrown together with a struggling actress, played by Michelle Monaghan, into a murder mystery. And this is a great fish out of water story, especially when that fish out of water is the is the kind of unreliable narrator. Well, it's of this whole it's thing. also great because they don't let that joke of him like being mistaken for an actor die because he's next mistaken for a detective because the acting part that he's supposed to play is a detective, and so that actress mistakes him for an actual detective. And she's yeah. his hometown crush, and he doesn't want to disappoint her so he lies yeah uh yeah i oh my god there's so many this movie is just like so relentlessly quotable it Mm. is i i can't remember what made me laugh like so hardcore in the middle look up the definition of idiot in the dictionary and do you know what you'll find me no you'll find the definition of the word idiot which you fucking are yeah that was pretty good that was pretty good (laughs) Uh, yeah, there's, oh my god, there's so many good ones. Uh, for all you good people in the Midwest, sorry we said fuck so much. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, we should sign this podcast off with every yeah, single time. Yeah, we really time. should. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really a nipple detective! Uh, yeah, Shane Black. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so when she passes out at the party, and that douchebag rapist comes in and starts kind of touching her, and he comes in like, you know what, don't think walk away. You know, I'll mess you up. Like, I'll fuck you up. Smash cut to Robert Downey Jr. getting the shit kicked out of him by yeah. this guy. Again, it gives you it gives you something you don't expect. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so the most surprising scene for me was when there was just straight up a spider on this woman. That and terrified so, you. It did, because yeah. I don't like spiders. And also, like, he's trying to, like, get the spider, but this man's not good at anything. This man is not good at one single fucking thing. He can't even get a spider off of a woman without fucking slapping the shit out of her titty. Well, okay? yeah, he's and trying then, to get it off okay. of her without, like, making it seem like he's groping Touching her. her? Yeah. yeah, and then the spider crawls into her bra, so then he has to, like, flick her fucking bra, and then she wakes up because her titty got fucking flicked. <laughs> And then, and then she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. And then it's like, there was she, a spider. I'll, I'll yeah. find okay, it. <laughs> but the most upsetting part about that for me was that there's still a spider in her bra cup. Like the yeah. whole time that they're having this conversation, like, I was like, get it out of it's, there. It's still in there. It's just squished now and dead. But it was <laughs> such a, it's strangely sweet when she like looks down and sees the severed spider leg. And then she just kind of looks up at him and goes, aw. Yeah, I would, that, would, that would not be the... See, my exact rep, like reaction to that would have been like, you're a fucking idiot. Who, who who would think that there's a spider in my fucking bra and then look down and there's a spider leg? And I would immediately... Ah! And I would like <laughs> jump up. I'd like tear off my bra, probably give him a free show accidentally. <laughs> and, and then I'd be like... Ah! 
<laughs> I'd probably cry. Um, <laughs> it'd be well, a very different a movie. Show. Alexis Avizia paints a picture. She does. <laughs> with her words. Painting with Alexis Avizia. Oh, man. Um, something else that Shade Black is really great with that I have to shout out is uh, supporting characters and, like, bit parts. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a cop who's chasing Harry at the beginning when he goes into the audition and then he pokes his head into the audition oh, room yeah, and yeah. mistakes it for an actor and just goes, good luck. Yeah. yeah. Like, such a memorable dude. All of his, every single goon that he writes has a personality. Shane Black is known for his goons. He's He's got the best goons in the Quippy biz. Quippy goons. Yeah. yeah. Even in Iron Man 3, there's a bit with goons that's hilarious where he's tied up against the bed. And they're doing the whole Shane Black riffing thing. I always love it when you're watching a Shane Black film. You're just reminded, oh yeah, you know who wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think my favorite of his... I mean, he got motherfucking Keith David to play a goon for him in The Nice Guys. In The Nice Guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the goons in this movie, second to none. So yeah. funny. Their whole bit about, I'm Ike, Mike, and Mustard. That reference is pretty fucking obscure. Well, fuck you, Mr. Mustard. <laughs> Yeah, because it's playing, it's, it's suggesting that, it, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of Tarantino a little bit, where it, it suggests that these characters have already previously argued about this thing, and there's a dynamic between them that we're getting a glimpse of. Yeah, it makes the world feel They're, lived in. It's great when you bring in these characters that aren't there to simply service the script, where they do feel like their own people. They are their own characters that come in just for a time, but it, it still adds to the overall gestalt of it. It's really great. Yeah, like, I think that, you know, look at that opening where Harry's partner gets shot. You could have had his partner get shot by the cops, but instead you have this, like, random hero lady civilian on her balcony come out in her dressing gown with her hair all up. Yeah. Being like, we're gonna stand right here, assholes, till the cops arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think it just... when your, like, bit players feel like they are part of their own movie that you're not seeing, mm-hmm. yeah. it makes the world feel, like, that much more real. And I think Shane Black is, like, exceptional at that. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't let them not have their own personality, even if they only matter to that one specific scene. So. I think his writing improved for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. If you wanted to compare it to Lethal Weapon, I would say that the supporting characters in Lethal Weapon aren't quite as pronounced. Or maybe just as a director, he like lets that part of his own writing breathe more. That's right, because this was his directorial debut. Yeah, this was this was the first movie he directed, I think. Wow, great, great, you know, first one. Yeah, Uh, the other thing that I hate about movies, like remember when I talked about Bullet Train versus The Gentleman? Yes, is. God, I hate it when I get to the end and I'm like, oh, that was the reveal? Oh, well, that's honestly in many ways that you're explaining everything, but that was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like, they, the reveal the reveal was disappointing. And the reveal's not disappointing the gentleman because it's not just one reveal, it's like two more reveals. And they do the same thing in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where it's like, oh, we're revealing part of the story and then eventually you get to the end where you finally figure out what the fuck all happened. But none of it feels contrived. Like, it all makes sense. Yeah, and the the conclusion 
which I think is another thing that happens in a lot of Shane Black movies, the conclusion to the mystery is kind of messy and sad. Yeah. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, to kind of get into the central mystery of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, they Harry and Perry find a dead woman in a lake who turns out to be the daughter of this actor who was estranged from him. And, oh my, I'm not going to be able to explain all this, especially having yeah. uh, sent cold medicine. Yeah, okay. Now, so that's I, not going to, I'm realizing might, that I'm not going to be able, be able to, to do it. it. Please, okay. give it your best shot. Okay, great. <laughs> I've only seen the movie once, so I will give it my best shot and my only shot. Um, you only got one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Um... Okay, uh, so yeah, so they find this body uh, in a lake, and it turns out to be the the daughter of this uh, famous, very, very wealthy actor. Harlan who, Dexter. Played yeah. by Corbin Burnson. And so he, um, essentially, like, they were estranged for some reason, and then she comes back, and she had a lawsuit against him, and then the lawsuit's going to be dropped, um, and she's the body that they find in the lake, right? And then the next day comes, and, you know, obviously they've tried to get rid of this body, and Harmony, that actress that we talked about before, her, they think that she killed herself, but it turns out to be her sister who stole her ID. Um, and then the reveal essentially is, Zach, do you want to take it away now? Yeah, the, the sister hired Harry and Perry to investigate uh, this girl's death yeah. because she thought that the actor... Harlan Dexter was her father. Was her biological right. father. Yes. So that is the first kind of layer of yeah. this cake. The next layer, layer is cake. that Harmony had this relationship with her sister when they were younger, where like the dad was uh, sexually molesting her. Um, and uh, yeah, the sister. The sister, yes. And so she was always telling her this story about how your dad's dad's not really your dad. He, your dad is actually this famous actor. Who stars in these Johnny Gossamer movies, which are like these pulpy detective movies. Yeah, based yeah. Based off the books. And, um, and so she does all this research. She, I, I think she obviously has like a lot of problems because of the um, trauma that happened in her youth. And basically ends up finding this guy who was actually in a Johnny Gossamer like movie uh, in this world, right? Yes, that shot in their hometown. Yeah, and so she finds him. She figures out who he is. She goes out to L.A. And when she finally finds him, she sees him... Sleeping with the body double of his daughter who he hired to withdraw the lawsuit. Yes. Uh... So, so it turned out where she thought it was an incest. Yeah. That's what the that's yes. why she hired Perry. Yes. And the reason why she killed herself is because her new father was also a piece of shit. Yes. Or so she thought. Not to say that he wasn't, because he obviously had his daughter killed, so and <laughs> like, it's a different type of piece of shit. For sure. And like for the whole movie, it's kind of like, oh, is Harmony's sister the body double? Was that, you know, yeah. She she comes to LA looking for her new dad and yeah. he finds her. Like that seems like a plausible explanation. Yeah. But the actual reveal is much messier and much more sad. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like there are the nice guys kind of has a similar conclusion yeah. where the good guys don't really win. 
it's you know they scrape by. Yeah, they exactly. Your heroes scrape by at yeah. the end. I, I love that in the Nice Guys, where at the end they're sitting at the bar and Ryan Gosling looks at Russell Crowe at the end of it all and he goes, "Well, at least you're drinking again." Yeah. And Russell Crowe's like, "Yeah, like like genuinely, he's like, you know what? Yeah, that is a little victory that I should hold on to." Yeah, yeah. I think Shane Black's a bit of a nihilistic screenwriter. Yeah, he. He definitely doesn't believe in a clean, happy ending. Um, they don't really exist. No. I kind of I enjoy that about him because, I mean, if we're talking about, like, breaking conventions, then American cinema is very much about having, like, a clean, well-wrapped-up ending. Yeah. Um, and I've personally never really truly been into those i've always really liked open endings um but they don't really for a very long time they did not screen test well with american audiences so they don't do that mm-hmm. um but like i don't know why but i'm thinking of those fucking liam neeson fucking movies taken <laughs> taken where it's just like it's like there's a central conflict and then this person's trying to get to this one goal until the, the very end and of course it's really punchy and actiony or whatever but like that's all they're really good for, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, this movie, it was just... There was so much going on and so much character in all the different uh, characters that mm. it, it was just... It's so interesting, despite there not being um, just one central yeah. kind of goal, necessarily. It's very, very character-driven. And this, and this does a really good job of the example of good writing is this happens because this happens this affects this as opposed to this event happens and then this happens and then this happens. It's instead of and then it's supposed to be therefore, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. This happened and therefore, therefore this happened next. Right. And yeah. this movie also does something that uh, you said you appreciate, which is when a movie broadcasts what's going to happen later. Oh, it's with, great. With the yeah. Johnny Gossamer thing where they're joking about how, oh, you know, all the books always end the same. You know, the guy gets tortured, brutally tortured, but then he ends up getting away and ends up being a shootout and he kills like six. He's a it's, always, it's always 16 it's guys. Always 16 guys. And then eventually uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character ends up getting tortured when he gets a car battery stuck to his balls. Oh my God. And he's being electrocuting him. And then Perry is basically fucking with the guy torturing him going, oh man, that's what you were that's laughing what at. Happened. Yeah. That's what happened. That's where I So laughed. he has the little pistol. Tiny, tiny which he little calls pistol. His F word. His F word. I think the pistol is smaller than my hand, and yeah. my hands are baby hands. Yeah. So he, he refers to it as his F word gun because it's only good for a couple of shots before you drop it for something better. That was an yeah. awful line. The audacity. Brutal. It also tells you so much about, about Harry's life. Because it comes life. immediately at the very beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, but within that the was, first act. That was the line that got you to do a double laugh. No, yeah, because he... He has the gun in his pants. He shoots him and then... No, he shoots him through his pants. His pants. So he has his hand in like as if he's like touching his dick yeah right and then and robert then... downey jr's like oh thank god it's a gun i thought it was like a gay thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that got me to laugh and then like i really like thought about it for a second and then i laughed again because i was like oh my fucking god this is yeah. what you be- are worried about be- because because it got me to laugh because i was like oh my god this situation is just too much and then i had to really think what gay thing could he be talking about <laughs> yeah but sure enough he gets Kinda tortured my brain for a lot of yeah, different that, toys that thing and... where you masturbate right before someone murders you <laughs> 
<laughs> that thing where you shoot bullets out of your dick. God, I hate <laughs> gay. I hate how gay guys are always shooting shoot bullets. bullets out of their dick. God, I'm shooting blanks and they're shooting bullets. What the hell? <laughs> and Mick has ED confirmed. confirmed. Oh, no. <laughs> Isolate that audio. But yeah, then, so he's tortured and then he escapes and then there's a big shootout. I don't think he shoots 16 people, but he ends up shooting quite a few people. Yeah. So I love it. I love how it ends like a Johnny Gossamer story. Yeah, no. It was really well done. Shane Black, incredible at setups and payoffs. I also love the ending because uh, he doesn't end up with the girl. Yeah, not that we know. Yeah. Do but they say great. definitively that they are together or aren't together? They don't say one way or the other. Yeah, oh, okay. but that was like one of my favorite moments where they're like about to sleep together finally at the very end, and then you smash cut again, and it's just them arguing out on the street about him. Joe Chutney? Yes. He, he you freaks out. You slept with my best friend. She's like, it was a long time ago. I'm a different See, person now. That's a really he great thing. He looked sad. Because you, you touch on it very quickly when they're when they're Perry and him are first out together spying on on whoever they need to spy on and they're talking about it Robert Downey Jr. say oh yeah you know like she I met this girl she's really great you know I always want to be out with her and she slept with practically everybody except for except for my best friend I told her not to sleep with my best friend she's like oh you think she didn't do it I'm like well she said she didn't and that was it what was his name Joe Chutney Joe Chutney oh yeah he's gay and then they <laughs> never ever returned to it until that smash cut yeah. It's so good. Okay, but also one of my favorite things is that like the jokey kind of lines that are like revealing character don't go away because at the very beginning of the movie, Robert Downey Jr.'s character is the one who talks about like how sometimes you just like have sex with somebody because you kind of pity them and blah, 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 uh, right? I, no, it, the thing that he's talking about is like, have you ever had that thing where... Mm. Wanting to pitying someone, but you also have a huge Rodney. Is that sick? I think that's yeah. sick. Yeah. Like getting getting pity and wanting to sleep with someone all mixed up yeah, in your getting head. Getting confused. Yeah. yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that really came back around at the end. She's like, he was just so sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and so he's getting mad at her for the same thing that he almost kind of experiences in a yeah. same way. You know. <laughs> And in many ways, they were two sides of the same coin, except she was very smart and he was very dumb. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. We have not touched nearly enough on how she chops his finger off with a door. Yeah. That was unexpected and also fucking hilarious. I love... I There's something that I think one of the like founding Pixar guys said, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, Never use coincidence to get your characters out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Always use it to get them into trouble. Yeah. yeah. And that is such a prime example, example. Because, yeah. yeah, he is talking to... Harry is talking to Harmony at her door. She's upset with him. She slams the door on him, then opens it and goes, Did I just cut your finger off with the door? <laughs> he goes, Yeah, can, can you, you pick please it pick up? it up? I don't want to look at it. And then he spends the rest of the movie... With a sewn-on finger until that it gets, gets ripped, ripped off, off again and yeah. eaten by a dog. Dude, yeah. okay, so when I don't remember what happened, somebody shook his hand or something, or one of them, one of the like goons, goons crunches it head. on purpose, and then you oh, see it separate. You yeah, see it separate. Oh my god! And then this guy's just like in the back seat, and she's like, "I think I gotta go in." You know, you can drive yourself to the hospital, hospital right? right? Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. then he just passes out in the back seat, which is another good example of coincidence. 
incidents that gets them into trouble because who gets the in the car? The goon steals the car. The goon or, steals, oh no, the girl, the girl steals the car. Yeah, she's the, technically the body with double. the goons. Yeah. yeah, you know, she steals the car. She takes it back to. Uh, I assume like a hideout or her but place. But she doesn't or know he's in it. No. Yeah. And he's so in the he back just, seat, passed out. And of course, what does this fucking idiot do? As soon as he wakes up in this different place, he's like, hello? goes in. Hello, <laughs> hello. Is anyone here? Like, this couldn't possibly be a bad idea to announce my presence in this place. I don't know where I am. I mean, the guy peed on a corpse. Like... <laughs> I didn't do it for kicks. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Good, good film. I really liked it. And, you know, something else we should touch on is how this was a movie that brought Robert Downey Jr. back into the zeitgeist. Because it's important to remember the context of when this came out. He was basically the punchline to a joke in Hollywood. You know, he was always in and out of rehab. He was that guy that always was considered to have a lot of potential. You know, he starred in that Chaplin film. He was, you know, a great up-and-coming talent, you know, beaten down by drugs. And then he comes back in this movie. And it was really, really good. He really, really put his stamp on it. And then this got him uh, Iron Man. And then Tropic Thunder. And then the rest is history. Because you know how fucking funny he is after this He's movie. He's really yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. my God. I love uh, I love uh, actors who aren't like considered like comedic actors when they come in. And you know that they're such a good actor because... They just, they hit the lines right. They and they it. let it, they, it's, it's not just punching, it's like letting the moment breathe and just kind of having a look. And even just that, those things can be very funny, you yeah. know? So it's like Pride and Prejudice. So much of what makes that movie funny is just how excellent the actors are at letting the material breathe and just having these like kind of honest reactions to what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Good film. I also wanted to touch on really quick why Shane Black sets so many of his movies at Christmas. Yeah. Because we are talking about this movie because it is a Christmas film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And Harmony's dressed as a fucking little Santa girl for the last act. Yes. No, it's great. Yeah, um, while she's spying on people in a yes. park, this it's little like, elf character. It's not even an elf character. Yeah, she's, she's literally in a Santa, like, tiny little... I don't know, like, I don't I know, like a stripper. It's it almost like a stripper yeah, outfit. Yeah, basically. It's a skimpy Mrs. Claus outfit, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not conspicuous at all. No. Um, but yeah, Shane Black has, like, talked about how, because he writes so many stories that are influenced by film noir, mm-hmm. he's dealing with a lot of, like, lonely, broken protagonists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what better when time? do you feel more lonely and Is broken? Is that why he does it? Yes. Oh, that's better at the most wonderful time of the year. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. So, yeah, I, I just, I think that's such a brilliant is, writing trick, is, and it works every single fucking time. Does the nice guys take place during Christmas? Uh, the last scene of the, the nice last guys. <laughs> okay, gotcha. He's gotta get it in there. And you you still haven't seen that, right? No, I haven't seen that. I think this, I mean, obviously she, you really liked Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That passes the test for her. You're gonna really like the nice guys. Okay. Really, really good. Great. Love it. Cute. Nice. Uh, well, on that note, have we uh, discussed everything we want to discuss about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. One last thing I'll add uh, is just the first time I watched this, this was the second time seeing it. I liked it. I didn't love it. But on a rewatch, I really, really, really do appreciate this film. I, I still don't say I love it, uh, but yeah. On a, I think, it, you know, possibly with a third watch, it'll, I, it'll get up there with perhaps one of my favorite Shane Black films. I think I actually rated it like a four and a half really? <laughs> on my letterbox. Wow. And that you, there's, 
not a lot of movies yeah, that's rare. that nowadays like that I haven't already seen from when I was younger that actually make that. Right cut. off the so, bat. Yeah. yeah. So. Sweet. Well, yeah. I'll, well done, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that yeah. for recommending this movie. Um, <laughs> Which makes me nervous for the next one we recommended. <laughs> well, that's going to be five stars. Um, it's a five star great. for me. So yeah, excited. absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, we just discussed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which you can find on Paramount Plus, or you can rent it on uh, Amazon Prime or YouTube, or check out your local library to find it. And next week, seriously, there's lots of. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Go to your local I'm library. The library honestly has so much stuff for you guys. If you even in a, in LA, you can get lots of free stuff just by signing up with your local library. You know, courses, all different shit. You get know? a library card. Yeah. yeah, that's the moral of this episode. And the next film you can also find at your local library is The Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol. Uh, it's also on Disney Plus, and it stars uh, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Gonzo the Great. And, Rizzo the uh, Rat. Rizzo the Rat and Michael Caine. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going we're gonna to be discussing I, that next I week. I know a lot of people listening to this are going, yes! Oh, they're covering a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Because it fucking rules. It it's really the does. coolest. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I can't wait to show you this movie, Alexis. Alexis hasn't seen it yet, for those of you listening to this, uh, which will be interesting because, you know. Yeah, she's should be uh, fun. It's in the giving of... It's in the places we find love It feels like Christmas yeah, We'll save it. The songs are bangers. Yeah, um, Yeah. so if you want to follow us on social media, Great. you can check us out at Film Majors Pod on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want to, uh, you know... Submit some requests, berate us, compliment us, whatever. You no can... compliments. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take a compliment. I'm sick. <laughs> I'll I need take it. a compliment, too. Yeah. Uh, you can Wherever email you us These at... boys and their praise kings. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to be appreciated and calling that a praise king. <laughs> God, Interesting. you sluts. Uh, you can email <laughs> us. you. No, he was referring to us. You can email us at filmmajorspod at gmail.com. Great. Well, that's about it. Sweet. Well, bye. Have a great holiday season. We'll see you next time. time.